Hello and welcome to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. I'm Jack Ricks, joined by, uh, what's your name again? Tom Ford. Tom Ford and Ollie Q over here. And this is one of the podcasts where we tell you literally everything you need to know about, insert the name of a car here. And today we're going to be talking about the Polestar 2. And the way that we structure these podcasts is by um, gathering the most asked questions on the internet about this particular car. So we ask our um, SEO desk to trawl the internet, <clears throat> do all sorts of clever things and pull up this list of questions, which is why they're often phrased a bit weird. And as we've just gone through them before uh, pressing record. SEO desk, I've just watched you do it. No, no, no. I, I speak to the SEO team. Oh, is the, t- oh, the SEO team, yeah. And then they yeah, yeah. email okay. it to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, don't you think I just make these questions up? You do make them up. These are the internet's most asked questions. There's no fakery here. And I this week, you. it's the Polestar 2. It's the Polestar 2. So without further ado, shall we crack on and just start chomping through these Let's internet's go. most asked What's questions? What's the internet's first question, Jack? Um, the internet really wants to know, is the Polestar 2 a Volvo? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly the question that Polestar don't want people asking, isn't <laughs> it? Don't mention the <laughs> Volvo. Merely the fact that they're confused is that a good uh, thing there's, there's enough separation some, there to confuse people well Volvo yeah. owned, owns Polestar yeah. Polestar was Volvo's race team at one point wasn't it yeah, it was they like made the fast ones didn't they racing one and they did all their Swedish touring cars and they wanted to differentiate their all electric bland 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 oh there's Ooh, a slip of Freudian no. slip so they wanted to differentiate their all electric bland I've done it again <laughs> <laughs> and they called it they changed Polestar to be the EV brand but it's not a Volvo, but I do believe that the Polestar 2 is, uh, what's the what's the XC40 on it? CMA platform. Yeah. It's so the it's same the same bits. bits. Oh, hello, platform codes. Mm. Watch out. CMAs. So, yeah, XC40, that kind of stuff. They are largely the same. And yeah. also, just those bits you can see, like the headlights are a bit Volvo-ish. They very much are. Yeah. But it's it's not sold in a... You can't walk into a Volvo dealership, I don't think, and say, I'd like to buy a Polestar. Because it's the they'll go, same mm, like go a Tiguan and a... Not a Tiguan, like a Touareg and a KN are the same. Yeah. So they're sister mm. cars, but mm. they're not the same. I think they're both sort of... I think the branding on both of them is done so well at the moment. This Scandi minimalism that, that Volvo's sort of perfected and then Polestar kind of takes it slightly sportier direction, but it's still got that mm. Scandi feel to it, which kind of separates it a fair bit from BMW and Audi and Mercedes. They keep which... the good bits and they just spin it off into a slightly yeah. sort of more niche brand. And they also have, for me, the greatest naming system out there because it's simple and you can understand it. So first came the Polestar 1, one. which was that big um, plug-in hybrid coupe. That's the only one that had an engine. It's the only one that had an engine. And it was a four-cylinder supercharged and turbocharged engine with 600 horsepower, I think. Correct. Plus e-power. But 100 miles of e-range. Which is proper range, yeah. Which is... And guess who bought one? Mr. Harris. Yes, he did. He, he was so did. impressed. Right. And he bought a hybrid. It's so about it's... as electric as, as he's prepared to go at the moment. But, yeah, um, 600 horsepower yeah, combined. So, so this is the Pulsar 2. Probably the most beautiful yeah, it's car gorgeous. on it's gorgeous. sale for a time. Ooh. Big claim, but it's so no, gorgeous. It is, it is if gorgeous. you're boring, <laughs> the, the, I mean, it's a really good looking car, but it's still... Oh, I think it, the Polestar 1 is a stunner, but I digress. Then came the Polestar 2. You Woo. see what they're doing here? You see what they're doing with the numbers? Yeah, I, I noticed What's, that. Who can guess what comes next? Uh, An SUV. 
Yeah, an SUV. Polestar 3 is an SUV. Polestar 4. Saloon. Polestar 4? I think it's the coupe-ish version is that the of coupe the Polestar 3. That's the one without a rear windscreen, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yes. yes, it is. It has got a rear windscreen, but it's tiny. Mm. No, I don't think it oh, does. Has it got no one at all? No, that's it's the idea. Camera. They've done away with it entirely. Uh, and then no. Polestar 5 is going to be this sporty... Um, convertible. ...kind of coupe. No. When's the convertible one, then? I don't know. What's the one that I They need to think of a number bigger than five before there they can the do concept that. They've got people working on it right now. Okay. They've <laughs> <laughs> got teams of people to, up in... The marketing so, department's Sweden. having kittens. So, to summarise, is the Polestar 2 a Volvo? Yes and no. Yes, but no, but. <laughs> it's... They're, they're Related. I'd say sort of, but that's no bad thing because Volvo has been on a roll for kind of like Absolutely. 10 years now. Yeah. And then, like you said, they've taken all the best bits of Volvo and spun it off into a new brand. And someone made a very good point the other day, um, which is by, I think Volvo has made a commitment to be pure electric by 2030. Mm. Um, so what happens at that point when it all, this is supposed to be, as you say, Polestar is the pure electric performance brand volvo is the more family orientated sensible practical the brand polestar then becomes the sporty end yeah the only well, new it, fast well ones. it sort of yeah. already is but they, they'll probably yeah, that's the differentiation that home a little bit more so the volvos will be more family orientated mm. and the polestar will be it'd be almost like an m branding yeah. for yeah. the same company yeah um okay moving on to question two which is bizarre really does it have self-driving no <laughs> that sorted that quickly. I think no. this comes about because this is a rival for the Tesla Model 3 yeah. and people think Tesla and they think... But Tesla Model 3 doesn't have self-driving pilot. either. No, there's no such thing as a self-driving car. Let's just get that right out there. No car can drive itself no matter what the marketing tells you. But what the Polestar 2 has is what Volvo off calls drive pilots which is that kind of it's got all the sensors and it it knows where the white lines are most of the time unless it's raining and things but it's not <laughs> a car that you can nod off in or will take you home from the pub because it's no car good. can do that it's but it's good as they go it is yeah like you say it's a it's pretty, pretty good solid one. i was once driving one and it was really flummoxed by a roundabout it was taking me along the dual carriageway very nicely indeed and then it got to a roundabout and totally panicked <laughs> and just kind of went oh you take over is that so how you wrote that car because, off um, <laughs> it's not it's because all the signs are in english and it's Swedish car. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so didn't know it was going Try to take me straight to one here. So uh, I'm going to flip that question around a little bit. Uh, it, no, it doesn't have self-driving. But is it good to drive? It's Well, it's got... Lo- the One, it's got a lot of good um, ADAS, Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty solid. Yes, really good to drive. Little bit kind of s- solid safe. You have to be going quite quick to make it do anything. But that's... It, on an unknown road, it's for well, the one I had was four wheel drive mm-hmm. and a bit boring, but my god, it'd go. I mean, it. for a car that's on the Volvo XC40 bits and bobs, like we were just saying, it's not from a, a kind of thoroughbred platform, but it's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, I really liked it. And, and you can get one with 400 horsepower and it'll do 0 to 60 in four seconds if, if oh, you want quick. to go really, really fast. And then yeah. there's a performance pack on top of that. You know, they're quick and they're fun, but they're not supposed to be super exciting. They're not supposed to be nervous kind of sports cars. So I think that they're, they're really solid performers. So, Wook, you ran one as a long term for what six months a year, yeah, uh, like a little bit something like that, seven months. And you had the performance pack. So, what did you get with that? Fancy dampers. You get yellow seat belts. Ten-way adjustable Golin Golins 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 Gold Golins Gold. You get. A few little body styling bits. You get a bit of a power bump, uh, four-wheel drive. It's two motor, 
Um, you get the world's most nickable valve caps as well, don't you? Yeah, but ironically, they're gold and the gold rubs off. Does it really? So, oh, yeah. Oh, there's a top buying tip. So don't that get the really annoyed pack. me. It'll rub mm, away. Uh, different wheels um, and some different brakes. And it was brilliant. Um, you know, I really enjoyed having that car. It's got little things like it's got um, Google baked into the sat-nav system. So it, when you've got it set up with your phone, like if you're looking something up on your sat-nav on your phone, it automatically jumps to your car. Yeah. So uh, It's basically it, got Google Maps built in. Yeah, it's great. Which um, is really way better usable. than any sort of native in car sat-nav. Nav. In yeah. car Just nav really usable. And the, the um, it was one of the first cars that I've ever run where the voice control actually really did work mm. yeah. but if you're not a google android person they have now actually done an update for the latest ones where it does now work there's with been a lot Apple recently, carplay, carplay but this is this comes this is one of the sort of core polestar things isn't it it's all the updates the over the air stuff and yeah yeah work you've got a story about that haven't you how you woke up and your car was faster than when you went to bed it was the first thing it's the first time i've actually had um experience of over the air updates having a massive change so you know you can update it like your mobile phone you say yes to an update and then leave it. It shuts down for an hour or whatever. Um, with this one, I went to bed, got up the next day, the car's got another 60 horsepower. 50 wow. or 60, I can't remember. But quite a lot more, like enough to notice. So yeah. the motors are still the same, but it's just how the software is yeah. interpreting just, what they can do. It allows them work? a bit more RPM. So I see. The interesting thing is it gets quite it gets more a lot more power, not a huge amount more torque, mm. but it makes the car feel quicker. But it's you've not touched it. It just happens overnight. But if you think about that, that could be a subscription option, which it essentially is. You pay for it, and then it happens overnight during the next update. Wow. It's like getting new blowing. emojis, but they're with your actual <laughs> but face. Better. Yeah. This is a good uh, moment, I think, to just describe the range. We're sort of flirting around talking about there's two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive versions. There's less powerful, longer-range versions. Mm. Can you summarise roughly what the range looks like because it's just changed yeah so I we'll... just you're quite right I've just had to look this up because the thing is with all these updates that Wook's been talking about is yeah if you blink the Polestar 2 range just <laughs> completely inverts itself and there's all sorts of different ones but like with the no- names of the cars the 1, the 2, the 3 and so on the range of Polestar 2's you can buy is also really simple there is a standard range single motor which can do 0 to 60 in six seconds and that will do about they claim around 300 330 miles on a charge then you can have a long range version that will take you up to 406 miles claimed then you can have one with that big battery but two motors that drops range back down to about 350 odd and then the top of the range is your performance 350 miles and that's the one that will do 0 to 60 in four seconds i think the the one weird go for with our experience having driven all the models is the one with the big battery but the single motor there's a problem here in that the first generation of Pulsar 2 they were all front wheel drive and now they've changed it and now they've changed it so it's got cooler because it's swapped like the Volvos have in this generation to rear wheel drive Mm. so the single motor is now rear wheel drive with a big battery is probably the one we go for yeah, that's the one you want. It's forty nine thousand quid at the moment, or hang on, oh, it tells me it's six hundred and two pounds and ninety three pence a month, so, which is a bit spicy. But hey, that's quite a good all round EV and four hundred and six miles claims. So that's probably going to be three hundred. Yeah, two hundred seventy, three hundred real world. I think probably real three hundred. My car was supposed to do three hundred, and it did two fifty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. pretty solid. So uh, a true three hundred is actually really good, really good range. And how much power do you get? Um, in the single motor version, 
Oh, I've got to look that up. I can't look 295 brake horsepower. It's, it's gone up a bit. The one I had was 400 at the start and then went up to like 465 or something. Yeah, yeah and what are, you getting, right. what are you getting in the performance version then? 469 brake horsepower. 469. Ah, I have to be honest. Between it, friends. it feels like overkill because I, I ran a XC40 recharge. Same car. Twin motor. Same mm. car, same platform. This is before the the updates the that's update, happened yeah. to the XC40, electric XC40s and the Polestar 2. And this had, so I think it's 402 horsepower twin motor. It sort of felt unnecessarily fast, like mm. quite fun. What's wrong with you? I know, I'm getting old. I'll tell you what's funny here, chaps. I've just had to go and look up the power because I don't know them all off by heart. And while you're scrolling through, you find out something else interesting about Polestar is that among the how much torque it's got and what the top speed is, which is incidentally 127 miles an hour, no matter which one you buy, it's got the carbon footprint of the car. This is something that Polestar's doing that I think they're going to try and you know, get other car makers to follow uh, their lead. Life so, cycle assessments. Exactly, yeah. So if you buy the long-range single motor, 22.4 tonnes of carbon in building it. But if you go for the dual motor, 23.1 tonnes. So it's an extra half a tonne of CO2 if you want four-wheel drive. So oh, this is something both Volvo and Polestar did, or have started doing, mm. which is actually being really honest, actually, about embedded emissions. Mm. So that's what it takes to build your car, not just run it and all that kind of stuff. And it's not been as sort of sunshiny as a lot of EV-loving people would like it to be, but also they're showing progression. So with this next generation of Polestar 2, Thomas Inglenath, who's like the big overlord of, of Polestar, they've knocked another three tonnes off, oh, I can't remember exact figures, but mm. they've knocked another chunk off what it takes to build the car. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly showing the progression of how they're going to make these EVs greener to both build and run as they're going forward. It's really interesting that this, being transparent about it, gives them a PR push. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And that new Volvo, and again, we talk about Volvos, not Polestars, but they are related, as we've said. The EX30, which is that new like baby electric Volvo, that's the, their new kind of record breaker. That's 18 tonnes of CO2 from the moment of production starting to it passing 200,000 kilometres. So from building it and then driving it basically like 120 odd thousand miles. Oh, wow. That's 18 tonnes. That's the lowest of any Volvo or Polestar and ever. And that's because they've... they've, they've They've taken that into consideration from absolute scratch. On yeah, that kind totally. Of, yeah. Whereas on the others, they're sort of retrospectively going back and looking where they can shave a carbon footprint. Yeah, but if you it. thought the EV's arms race was all about who can go from 0 to 60 the fastest, what the Swedes are trying to do, particularly with Volvo and Polestar, is go, no, the new arms race is, you know, how little carbon can you emit building the thing in the first place. And that doesn't even bet on things like the greening of the grid and all that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, it's they're going to get better and better. It's yeah. really interesting, though. I, I like the idea of um, Polestar and Volvo, obviously. They're doing this thing where they're, sh they're putting it all out there, so it's very hard for people to attack them with sort of hidden facts. Yeah. They're going, these are the facts, come at us. You know, mm. we're trying our best, rather than trying to... There's no sleight of hand there. Yeah. Not yeah. that I can detect, anyway. No, but it's an interesting... Uh, it, it's a whole new uh, dinner party chat, isn't it? Well, yeah, because yeah, we'll someone goes, oh, it's awful buying an EV. I've heard that it's much, much greener to keep your old car. So yeah. you can turn around and go, well, literally, I know that I can drive 100,000 miles and it's 18 tonnes of CO2. Yeah. What's yours? I don't know. Many yeah. people know that. That, by that heart. Caribbean cruise you just went on. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's have a, let us have a talk about that. Well, no, oh, just a flight get, to Edinburgh. Could get <laughs> awkward, couldn't it? Yeah.
So we've answered the next question. Uh, what is the real life mileage? Uh, I think what the internet That's means American is, for range, isn't it? What is the real world range? And we sort of touched on that. So it's Yeah, they're um, middling 300 miles, basically. Yeah. They're good, yeah. not stunning. But they've got a lot better in this recent update. So that long yeah. range one with and also over four hundred miles claimed is that that's, one that's has the best wheels I've seen in ages on it. Mm. There's a oh, twenty yeah, inch option wheel. wheel detour. You they need look great. well, you do need to look at those wheels because mm. the car looks really good on them. It's, it it's that kind of they're not complicated. They look easy to clean. This yeah. is important for people of my age, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they look great. So yeah, props. You, also, let's get let's go on to the fact got they look staff really that clean good. Your wheels, haven't you? No. No, I've got children. <laughs> so that's what I meant. <laughs> Otherwise, no stuff. stuff. No, look, I'll go along with that. I think the I think the the two is good, but then what they've done since, I thought the three is a good looking SUV, and that yeah, what's going to be the Polestar Five? What was the precept concept? That was car. the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, yes, that is a that's really the Polestar 5. handsome thing. And what I love is that unlike say like the Audi electric cars or the Mercedes ones. They're not coming from a position where it's like, oh, it needs to have a fake grill or yeah, our customers yeah, yeah. won't recognise it. It's just a really streamlined, futuristic looking car. So this is the Polestar 4 that we were sort of fumbling about earlier. It's no, it's not. This it is. is this is it's called an electric SUV coupe. Listen yeah, but a BMW X4 slim. next to that is gonna look like an absolute gargoyle. Yeah. That is cool. It's so it's, it doesn't fascinating. really have a rear screen. It's sort of got an extended glass roof and then a sort of not large sure about that. blanked off panel there. I think that Polestar's on a roll with all that. I, th- I don't think they're very showy. I just think they're quite good looking. Mm. Yeah. At least you'll be able to pick them out in a lineup. Yeah. Which I think is great. Cool. Nice. Uh, What's the next question? Um, how can you charge it at home? Well, by well the same as any other electric car. You just plug Who's it in. Asking these questions, internet. Come on. Come on, internet. Well, you've, got a, you've got options. Act you out. can plug it into a three-pin plug, and it'll take you about forty. Two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or don't don't plug uh, an electric car with a big battery into, into a three-pin three plug, plug unless no, you've got it, a week. It, it can work, but if you do a normal what seven point two kilowatt home charger, you're probably looking at about eleven and a half hours. Yeah, something. So like an that. overnight charge from empty to full, you'd never get home with zero percent anyway. No. And what about if you find a, a public DC? charger there uh, about, what's, what's the what, new one ollie because the old one was well, about 150 is, kilowatt dc i've got to give props to polestar here because most car websites these days particularly if you're looking up ev stats are rubbish all the facts are buried but here right next to your carbon footprint and your power dc charging 10 to 80 percent is 28 minutes i think it's like i, I think it Pretty much across the range. About 200 kilowatts is, is the, so it's the gone base up model. Up the base model is 34 minutes. So if you go for the cheapest one, then you're going to spend an extra you six get minutes. Punished. So there's this thing in the EV industry. Everyone is aiming for sub 30 minutes from 10 to 80 percent. So, and that does. If you've got a bigger battery and therefore put more range into the battery, you're still looking for a sub-30 minute. That, that seems to have been what everybody's decided mm. is you an okay stop time. You can have okay a bigger battery, but you need faster charging. Exactly. If you need faster charging, you need to cool the batteries better. Um, and so you and can precondition. Up, yeah, and precondition them, and all these things that sort of spiral. And one thing you've got to watch is that some of the manufacturers have suddenly realised that everyone's getting sub-30 minute charging time. So they've started to misquote, instead of doing 10 to 80%, they're doing 30 to 80 
So you ha- unfortunately, you have to start reading the fine print now. That's like working out your car's not fast enough and then quoting like a five to 60 miles an hour time. <laughs> That's like, exactly what You can't not have the naught to five bit. That's yeah. important. I mean, I'm not going to mention the manufacturer that's doing that, BYD, but um, BYD, not going to say their name, no, don't say, don't are say the people name. that are quoting 30 to 80% uh, BYD Dolphin. Um, <laughs> so if they're looking for that, it's the BYD. Build I mean, the, it's unnamed manufacturer BYD. Yeah. Thank you. Just moving the golfer. It's the, it's the sort of one foot rollout. Oh, oh yeah. In the US, that's, that's in the US we do not 60s with a one foot rollout. But, do you? But that's, that's not for yeah, that's that's what? That's And when the Americans go to the Olympics, they're allowed to go before the gun goes <laughs> yeah. off. Or we get a head start, we do. Come on. Ridiculous. Right. Um, let's keep moving. What are the differences between it and a Tesla Model 3? Again, the internet is obsessed with, with Teslas. Teslas yeah. that's, that's broad, though, isn't it? I mean, being right. they're completely different. Basically, cars. park any two different cars next to each other and what are the differences between them? Well, if we're being facetious the Polestar is the good looking one and the Tesla is the one that looks like a frog a bar of soap um, inside kind of similar um, no they're Tes- not well Tesla went for a big landscape touchscreen, yeah. and Polestar <laughs> went for a big portrait one but Polestar being sensible and Swedish and not trying to kind of reinvent the wheel everywhere they give you a screen in front of the steering wheel so you can see how fast you're going they give you a uh Indicator stalks. Well, I think no, the Tesla does have that. What does it not have? It has not got like mirror controls. That's the one. You have yeah. to go into the touchscreen to adjust mm-hmm. the mirrors. There's just it's a bit more minimalist in the Tesla, and I find that annoying. I do get the idea that they're both quite pared back. So yeah. I quite like a Tesla interior every now and again, but there's very little in there. I think the Polestar takes that and makes it out of better quality materials. Yeah, certainly got better fit, fit and finish. Um, and just adds in those bits that you probably do miss, like yeah. stalks, mm. like Buttons it's a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, the, the Tesla has kind of uh, thumb wheels, scroll, yeah, scrolly, yeah. scrolly the, clicky wheels. You can go, you can do more. You're right on the Volvo's wheel. I think it's a bit less intimidating if you're making this big leap. So I'm going to spend a lot of money and get. I'm going to go electric. I'm going to do it. I think getting into the Tesla, you might find a bit baffling. Space age. Yeah, at once. Whereas the the Polestar kind of holds your hand and goes. It's okay. In fact, it really does hold your hand. One of my favourite design details in that was that they shaped... It's a giant the t- fake hand that comes out and <laughs> holds foam you. hand like you're at the <laughs> ice hockey. No. Um, you know the kind of gear selector, the drive selector thing? They flattened off the top of it so you can rest your hand on it as a kind of plinth for your wrist. And it just makes it a bit easier to hit the touchscreen. Yeah. Which, as a committed touchscreen phobe, I actually really like. Uh, they've also got really good seats. I know it's a small thing, but I oh, no, uh, it's a big I thing. really like a good seat, and they do have really good seats. Well, it's a small thing until you sit on a bad seat, and then it's then it's a, then it's a you deal realize. breaker. Yeah. So yeah. They, yeah. they've got the ergonomics sorted and stuff, and it, was, it felt like quite an honest car. So when they said it'll do about two hundred and sixty miles, it was doing two hundred and fifty. You yeah. know, it everything worked well. It felt rational. There wasn't a huge amount of surprise and delight, but then I kind of don't want that from a daily. I want it to do what people say it's going to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, final question then. Uh, this is literally the final question that the internet wants to ask. Can it use a Tesla charger? Anything I mean, can this use is... a Tesla charger as long as you've got an adapter. Yeah, but doesn't it have to be a destination source? charger? Well, uh, no, anything can use a Tesla destination charger in theory. The Tesla has opened up 
several of its supercharger sites, not yeah. all of them. In the UK, this in is. In the UK. Yeah. For uh, other models of car to use. Yeah. Um, you just have to get the Tesla app on your phone and it'll tell you where you can go. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, you know when we were doing the M25 yes. run around, one of the places that you can charge from... do the, M25. You can look that up on the website. It's a horrific and a stupid idea, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the places that you can charge on a Tesla supercharger is Thurrock. Ah. So we could... I had that as was a that secret your, plan. Was that your secret weapon? Is that but why then, you came last? I mean, second it last. Was, no, I came, I came best in terms of... Um, Miles per Best kilowatt. in terms of in your in your mind. No, I just uh, and I was the most <laughs> relaxed out of everybody. Oh, I see. I'm so glad I was away when you chaps decided to see which EV could do yeah, most laps out. of the M25 yeah. in 24 hours. I had a moral hours. victory there because yeah. I just drove it like a normal person. Everyone else was like, "Oh, we're going to do uh, spreadsheets." And oh no, gonna, you're right. I forgot. Really that, no, no, <laughs> that it was a it was a moral victory that we were looking for, wasn't it? Not an actual. Victory. That's like Le Mans saying, <laughs> "You know, I think I got a moral victory out of that, which was brilliant. well. No, that's that's good because that's what we were aiming for, weren't we? A moral victory. That's how they decide. Not victory. how that works. That's how they decide Formula One and Le Mans, isn't it? It's like it's not who overtook the most and qualified on pole. It's no. oh, the moral. Who claims the moral victory? Well, for? they In should. Fact, um, we've done an entire podcast on this ridiculous test that we did driving around on the M25. Um, so scroll make down sure, the feed. yeah, scroll down the feed, go and have a listen to it. Um, it was it was quite the event. Um, <laughs> how did we get onto that? We were talking about using Tesla chargers. You were talking about thorough services. What I'm going to do is <laughs> supplement the internet's most asked questions with a couple of our own, just so we can fill in a few gaps that haven't been covered by that brilliantly weird set of questions thrown up by the web. It never fails to deliver, does it? The no, internet. No. Um, can you? Uh, modify it and ruin the range. This is a question from Jack Ricks in London. To Tom uh, Ford. To Tom of Ford. the sticks. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never modified anything ever. Um, and therefore, yes, you can. Yes. Uh, so what did you do to the Polestar 2? Uh, it had adjustable suspension and I don't think they were expecting anyone to actually adjust it, but I did. Mm. Um, put some winter tyres on it. It didn't go mad. Jacked it right up. Put a massive roof rack on it. Massive spotlights. Ripped the grill out. Put some spotlights in that. Mounted two spare wheels on the roof. Um, what else did it do? I oh, just generally fiddled around with it. It wasn't yeah. that bad. I didn't cut it up or anything. But what did that do to their carefully honed aerodynamics? You know when you have the air... You know what parachutes do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm aware of their work. <laughs> it's that on your roof. So it basically cut the range by about a third... But that's worth knowing. If you're going to buy a Polestar 2 and then stick a couple of mountain bikes on the roof, head off on your holidays. It's an issue. Like, um, yeah, but that was steady state on a motorway. I don't think it'd make that much difference if you're just driving around locally. But if you put a couple of spares, loads of stuff, roof rack, it makes a massive difference to EV range. Um, I still think someone's going to invent a bike carrier that's got like a cover. You know, when you do a tow ball mounted. Yeah, bike carrier. Someone's going to invent a cover that makes it more aerodynamic. Well, Adrian Newey is it's going to going get to so bored with being a Formula thing. One genius. He's going to do the world's most aerodynamic Someone's bike. Someone's going to do it. I also, when we took it off road, drove it for about 150 miles off road, and then apparently Thomas Inglenath, who is the boss of Polestar, got a bit annoyed because I'd made it look like an off roader, and he it didn't should be want noted that, that Mr. Inglenath is a designer by trade. 
Um, yeah, and they now don't the like CEO designers. didn't yeah. take kindly to yeah. your mods. Mm. No. But then then again, you know, I thought it was cool. So Basically, he'd worked very hard to make the Polestar 2. So the Polestar 2 is slightly raised off the ground. Yes, and if you look underneath it, the XC40. battery's quite low. Yeah. So it looks like it's tall and it looks like it's got ground clearance, but the battery's hidden underneath and it's quite low down. Mm. But they've worked quite hard to make it not an SUV. So it would almost be easier <laughs> to just sort of um, create an SUV style, but they've, they've, they've worked hard to make it low and, and feel more like a sort of hatchback slash saloon yeah. kind of and lift shape. And then a I, lift I, back. I, I jacked it up and made it look yeah, like an like, off-roader. No. <laughs> he just apparently five just went, years oh, avoiding God. this. People well, he, like no, you, I can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, last question. Um, we've sort of mentioned it here and there. How much does it cost? Can you give us a little breakdown from... The, the cheap yes. one that Hang charges on. slowly, Let me right up to the silly, slightly pointless performance version. Right, here's Polestar's costs as of right now, which will probably change by the end of the podcast because they'll have come up with a <laughs> new triple motor version. Over-the-air price update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the way things are going, <laughs> blimey. So the standard range single motor, so your base Polestar 2, the cheapest you can get one for is uh, 50 quid under 45 grand, 44950. PCP that's, special, that's, that's the what the headlines will be based on. That's the one that Polestar says on its website, it's 550 quid a month. I don't know if you could find a cheaper that's still quite a lot though for the base, isn't it? Elsewhere, mm. then if you want Single motor and bigger battery. That's that what goes we want. up to 48,950. So you're still under 50 grand. Um, it, you tip over 50 grand once you go for the long range with the twin motors. That's 53. And top of the range, you are spending 58 grand to get the dual motor long range with the performance pack before you delve into the options. I will just say as well, we've been quite nice about the Polestar 2 for a lot today, but the colour palette is rubbish. Absolute got? pants. Grey. Grey, Slightly... off grey, darker grey, sad grey, and blue. It's just <laughs> pants. I mean, some designers got hold of that and said, "Well, we are not letting them make mistakes." Yes, that, not, a man not from off. England modified one of these cars. <laughs> We're not letting them do anything else, yeah, that including was paint it. It was white. I'm going to wrap the next one oh, in tiger stripes. There will be no next time, says Mr. Ingalaf. Well, um, it might be with all the stuff that's coming out. That's the other thing. They've got some cool stuff coming. Yeah. So Polestar's definitely one to watch, I think. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We like them. Um, cool. So I hope that was useful in some way. Um, lots of information <laughs> there to digest. Go go online to topgear.com. Um, Polestar 2. Actually, one of our consistently um, most read uh, make model reviews online. That's because they've seen the one with the spotlights. Yeah, it, it, it could be that. It could be another reason. That's the internet's other most Google question. Where do I buy spotlights <laughs> for a poster? From Stamford in Lincolnshire. Speak to Tom. Um, so, yeah, um, I yeah, hope that was useful. Uh, if you're interested in the car, you may even use some of that information um, in the future. Otherwise, well, you've learned something new. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget to subscribe, to leave us a review, to leave us a star rating. But also check out what is in the rest of the feed because as well as interviews, we've got our monthly uh, behind the curtain look into the issues that we make. And also there's some new audio tidbits coming. So like Jack says, subscribe. <laughs>